Welcome to Happy and Healthy Living with Darlene Godwin. It's time to start living the life that you deserve to live by living healthier and being more conscientious about how you are living. And this program will give you tips on health, wellness, beauty, and nutrition. You'll see how it all comes together to improve your life. And now, here's Darlene Godwin. Hello, you're listening to Happy and Healthy Living with Darlene Godwin. I'm Darlene Godwin, Holistic Health Coach for Anti-Aging with Nutrition, Wellness, and Beauty. Please like me on Facebook, Darlene Godwin Health Coach, and connect with me on LinkedIn, Darlene Godwin Health Coach, or follow me on Twitter at Darlene Godwin 4, that's the number 4, or add me to your Google Plus, Darlene Godwin Health Coach. Or you can learn more about my services at www.eavtesting.com or email me at darlinggodwin.radio at gmail.com. So welcome to Happy and Healthy Living. High-quality food and water, self-care with purpose, along with safe and nourishing skin care, creates healthy living that heals the whole body from within and mirrors a happy and healthy glow on the outside. Reversing pain and disease begins with three elements, diet, exercise, and rest, but never ends there as there are so many modalities to healing in the healing arts of alternative medicine. My goal as your host and personal health coach is to bring you as many and informative ways to begin healing your body, mind, and spirit naturally. My hope is that you try everything to find the right therapies and lifestyle that most effectively serves you. So once again, welcome to Happy and Healthy Living. Today we are talking about the importance of protein, the importance of protein for both vegans and non-vegans. So let's get started with just identifying what protein is. It's just numerous highly varied organ molecules. Protein is actually the building blocks of the human body, and it makes up 16% of your total body weight. Your muscle, your hair, your skin, your connective tissues are mainly made up of protein. However, protein also plays a role in every single cell in the body and most of the fluids in our bodies. In addition, it makes up important chemicals like your enzymes, your hormones, your neurotransmitters, even our DNA. They are all at least partly made up of protein. Now, our bodies are really good at recycling protein. We use up protein constantly. So it's very important that we continually replace it with food. And that's what we're going to talk about today, how to get protein on our plates and in our mouths. But proteins, they are made of amino acids, and I'll talk more about that, how many there are and the different types. I also want to talk to you about the function of proteins. When we eat protein, we break it down into our digestive tract to single amino acids. And once this is absorbed, it is transported into the tissues throughout the body, your cells. And your cells use this pool of amino acids to create new proteins that you may need for um, muscle growth, antibody production, formation of blood cells, or even hormone synthesis. So to give you an idea of what an amino acid is, since protein is made up of amino acids, if you can imagine a cell, and in the center of that cell is going to be a carbon atom. 
Above it, you're going to see a hydrogen atom. To the left of it, you'll see one nitrogen and two hydrogen atoms. This is your amino group. To the right of it, you will see one carbon, two oxygens, and one hydrogen atom. These are your carboxyl groups. Now, here's where it gets really interesting. Every cell has what they call a right side chain. And in that chain, or this right group, you'll see a sulfur atom or a nitrogen atom. And it will make up any type of protein to do its particular job in the body. In other words, each cell has its own job and is made of certain types of proteins for that particular tissue, muscle, or organ or system. So a liver cell can't become a brain cell, and a brain cell can't become a liver cell. They are so versatile of mixing and matching the 20 amino acids, it actually allows them to manufacture a wide array of proteins to support your health. The function of these amino acids is, like I said, the basic building blocks of the human body. And what that means is that it breaks down food, it contributes to growth, it repairs your body tissue, it builds your muscles, it uses energy in the body, and it supports collagen. That collagen is when you pinch your cheeks and your skin bounces back. Without the support of that, your skin would not do that. It would just sag. It also transports hemoglobins, and it's also a great immune de defense for antibodies in your body and creates enzymes for meta metabolism. It even controls insulin and maintains healthy hair, skin, and nails. It also carries nutrients and other necessary molecules through our blood and across the cell membrane. What these amino acids do is they carry signals from one part of the body to another. The tasks of proteins are numerous, and too numerous to even count. But I want to get into the different types of the amino acids so that you better understand them. There are essential amino acids, non-essential amino acids, and conditional amino acids. Now, the non-essential amino acids means just that. Our body naturally makes these amino acids, so they're non-essential. The body can produce it specifically by the liver without any outside help. There is 11 of them. The other nine, because there's 20 altogether, the other nine our bodies do not make, so they become essential. We have to get them in via our food. Now, arginian is an amino acid that is an exception to the rule. Adults produce it naturally, so that makes it non-essential, but babies cannot, which then makes it essential for babies to get it from their food. Now, the conditional amino acids, they are usually non-essential, except in times of illness and stress, um, or even a disorder in the body or the aging process. 
Glutamine is probably something you've heard of, and this is an amino acid that I use quite regularly in my practice because as we age, we lose glutamine. Glutathione is the precursor for the glutamine. And so I will use that in my practice to help people with their immune system, digestive issues, uh, energy levels, things of that nature. The importance um, of the amino acids to the human body is it is directly related to the indispensability of proteins in our bodies. Proteins, like I said, is what makes up our bodies. It's our muscles, our ligaments, our organs, our tendons, our tissues, our glands, our nails, our hair. Almost every part of the body is made up of proteins. In the same way, it also repairs and maintains the cells. It's just critical for biochemical processes in the body. If we have a deficiency in amino acids, it can lead to reduced energy levels and metabolism. It can cause skin disorders and hair loss. It can cause digestive problems, sleep disorders, stress, and poor overall health. It's really important that we get all of the required amino acids in our daily diets. Because the other thing that it can do, it can control obesity and malnutrition. So you can be obese and still be malnutritioned at the same time because you're not eating nutrient-dense foods. It also helps to remove waste from the bloodstream, and that helps with reducing weight as well. Now, there's a difference between complete proteins and incomplete proteins. Complete proteins contain all of the essential amino acids your bodies require daily. Okay? And it often um, refers to high-quality proteins and are easily utilized by the body. The incomplete protein only contains some of the essential amino acids and are not considered a complete food, a complete protein food, and therefore needs to be paired with other incomplete pro, uh, proteins to get all of the nine essential amino acids. I'll talk more about that in pairing incomplete proteins uh, with the vegan diet. So good sources of the complete proteins are animal and some plant foods. They do contain all the amino acids. Animal proteins are your milk, your yogurt, your cheese, meat, poultry, fish, seafood, and eggs. I'm going to talk more about eggs when we come back. So let's pause, and when we come back, we will chat more about complete and incomplete proteins. See you in two. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Darlene Godwin has everything you need for nutrition, wellness, and beauty at EAVTesting.com. It's time to live the happy and healthy life you deserve. Darlene offers food and lifestyle evaluations, nutritional counseling, and a variety of health coaching programs designed to get your health back. 
Darlene practices the technology of EAV testing to measure the health of your organs and rebalance your system through natural medicine. Darlene applies Aromatouch and other essential oil treatments for illness, pain, and anxiety. Darlene offers botanically-based anti-aging skin care for men and women, acne teens and sensitive babies, and non-surgical facelifts and body sculpting. Find more services for your nutritional, wellness, and beauty needs with Darlene Godwin, health coach at EAVtesting.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Listening to Happy and Healthy Living. If you have a question or a comment about today's show, please call in to 1 866 472 5792. Again, that's 1 866 472 5792. Now, back to Happy and Healthy Living with Darlene Godwin. Welcome back to Happy and Healthy Living with Darlene Godwin. I'm Darlene Godwin, and today we are talking about. Protein, the importance of protein for both vegans and non-vegans. Uh, we were discussing the sources of complete proteins, um, and that would be your milk, your yogurt, your cheese, your meat, poultry, fish, seafood, and eggs. Now, if you looked at any of my posts, I kind of kept saying, why are you still dividing or splitting your eggs? The yolk itself in an egg has vitamin E, D, and K. And it also has an amino acid called tryptophan. It helps with depression, weight loss, sleep, and pain. So if you're splitting the egg, what you're doing is creating an incomplete protein for the body. And science, as far as science is concerned, we only know what we know. So when you start dividing or breaking up your food, what ends up happening is when we put things back, we only put things back what we know, the, the vitamins and minerals that we currently know about. But what if you're taking that yolk, you're splitting the egg, and you're throwing that yolk away? What if you're throwing away something really important that is undiscovered at this point? We already know that you're throwing away vitamin E, vitamin D, vitamin K, and K helps with mood. There's your depression. But if it's also helping with late weight loss, you're also doing yourself an injustice. In the egg white, there is an amino acid called theranine, and this helps the immune system. It educates the T cells of infection in your body. So it's really, really important that you keep your egg intact. Don't worry about the cholesterol, and you'll see more of that later in the show. So sources of the complete proteins for the vegan, somebody who doesn't want to eat the meat, there are plant proteins. There are the soybeans. It is a plant-based source of high quality, and it is a complete protein. Just be sure that you don't, uh, that you read your labels and that it's a non-GMO because you don't want anything genetically modified. You want it to be the real deal. Quinoa, 
um, sometimes quinoa and amaranth are put in the grain section. I don't tend to, to like to do that because quinoa is a seed and grains is not something I can have in my diet because it causes an inflammatory response. But the quinoa I can eat, it is a seed, and so is the amaranth. That's a seed as well. Another good source of the complete proteins is uh, algae and hemp seed, and you can use hemp seed oils and buckwheat. Even though it sounds like a wheat, it's a wheat berry, but it is a berry, and it does not cause an inflammatory process in your body. So if you're dealing with arthritis or fibromyalgia or lupus or any type of uh, pain in your body that's caused by inflammation, buckwheat is a wonderful grain, light grain that you could use because it is a berry. Now, instead of going through all 20 of the amino acids, which we obviously don't have time for, I'd like to hit upon at least three of them. So to give you an idea of the importance of amino acids and how it um, functions in the body. There's one amino acid called histidine. It's an amino acid that is abundant in hemoglobin. That is your iron-rich protein that carries oxygen to every cell in the human body. So it's important to eat enough protein so you're getting enough iron. When the diet is deficient in protein, the hemoglobin is one of the first sources of the essential amino acids that the body uses to make proteins for vital hormones and tissue repair. This breakdown of the hemoglobin always releases more histamines. And then the body um, just urinates it out. So it's okay to have a little too much of it because the body just will release it. Now, you've probably heard of tryptophan in commercials. Studies have shown um, to indicate that people who suffer from depression have low levels of the amino acid tryptophan. Physicians who have utilized the nutrition in their treatments have been using tryptophan to treat depression and insomnia as they believe that it increases the serotonin and the melatonin levels in the brain. The symptoms of depression and insomnia are greatly then reduced. But note that although many people believe that antidepressants such as Prozac and Zoloft increase serotonin levels, They actually do not. What this antidepressant actually does is keep or keep the current amount of the serotonin available in the brain. So the L-tryptophan, that can help you sleep. Studies suggest that low serotonin levels can cause sleep problems. And if you suffer from insomnia, l being the capital L first, then tryptophan, is an excellent alternative to prescription drugs, and there are no side effects. The benefits of tryptophan may um, help children with autism. It also helps with weight loss. Studies have shown that the serotonin levels uh, increases, um, the food craving decreases. So the more tryptophan you have in your system, the less food cravings you have, and therefore it aids in weight control. It also increases your pain tolerance. So tryptophan is another one of those things that are great if you're dealing with inflammatory diseases like the arthritis or lupus or fibromyalgia. 
the amino acid tryptophan can also elevate the release of growth hormones. Tryptophan is also um, is a vital element for the neurotransmitters like serotonin and the melatonin. These are chemical messengers that carry nerve impulses from one cell to another. Remember I said it carries messages. But in simpler terms, it just basically does this. Our brain cannot function properly without adequate amounts of these messengers. So tryptophan helps the production of both serotonin and melatonin. It is really vital that our body gets the required amount from our food sources. So when it comes to mental health and sleep, tryptophan really is the miracle substance. Studies actually have shown tryptophan supplements have numerous benefits, including the relief of depression, anxiety, irritability, stress, behavioral problems, even premenstrual syndrome, binge eating. It gets rid of the carb cravings um, and is also a, um, just a, a powerful amino acid. One magazine I was reading in, um, and I quote them saying, tryptophan supplementation simply makes people nicer. So what they did is they gave 1,000 milligrams of tryptophan supplements to quarrelsome adults uh, three times a day. And the subjects actually became more agreeable. And when aggressive 10-year-old boys were given 500 milligrams of the tryptophan supplements, they stopped getting so angry when provoked. That's great news. So low levels of tryptophan actually are shown to induce depression, irritability, aggression, and other mood problems. As for sleep, even more amounts of tryptophan are shown to increase the quality of sleep and alleviate insomnia. Our bodies are also, also uses the amino acid uh, tryptophan to create vitamin B3, and that's known as your niacin. Many nu- nu- uh, nutritionists believe that as long as you supply your body with enough tryptophan-rich foods, you'll be able to produce adequate amounts of niacin, which reduces cholesterol and triglycerides in the blood. Well, wait a minute. What did I just say? Reduce cholesterol and triglycerides in the blood? That's right. So let's go back to the egg yolk. The egg yolk has the tryptophan in it, doesn't it? So you have to eat the yolk in order to reduce your cholesterol and your triglycerides in your blood. The niacin, that B3, also helps to reduce depression. So eat your eggs. (laughs) Other food sources of tryptophan besides the egg, and the whole egg we're talking about, is your turkey or your chicken, uh, your spirulina, which is an algae. Spirulina, um, some people like to take this as uh, supplements during the year, but in winter, spirulina is very dampening to the body, so it's not something you might want to take during the winter seasons. It's more of a supplement you want to take during the summer months to help with the immune system. Uh, Other tryptophan foods could be the chai seeds, pumpkin seeds, again, the non-GMO roasted soybeans, wheat germ, sesame seeds, the, or the tahini, which you found, find in the food hummus, um, watermelon seeds. So 
Here's another uh, tidbit with food. Don't eat seedless produce because they're genetically modified. Uh, We actually, in order to grow food, we need the seeds. So the watermelon seeds, having the tryptophan in it, it's okay to swallow a few watermelon seeds when you're eating watermelon. Another one is flaxseed, and you can get that in oil form, and you can use that in your salad, or you can, you know, uh, cook with that. Some great nuts to consider is cashews, pistachios, almonds, and you can even replace your peanut butter with almond butter to get your tryptophan. And you can also pair foods with tryptophan. And the importance of this is because um, Scientific America explained that eating tryptophan foods, the tryptophan does not uh, get, get into the blood to get to the, to the brain. It needs a uh, transport by special proteins to cross the blood-brain barrier. And the problem is, is that the amino acids, um, they're all competing with each other to transport protein. And the other amino acids are more adaptable at getting these transport proteins, and tryptophan has a really hard time getting from the blood to the brain. So it's important to pair up your tryptophan foods. We're going to take a uh, short pause so I can really get into the pairing of the tryptophan foods, and we'll chat more about that when we come back. I'll see you in two and two. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Darlene Godwin has everything you need for nutrition, wellness, and beauty at EAVTesting.com. It's time to live the happy and healthy life you deserve. Darlene offers food and lifestyle evaluations, nutritional counseling, and a variety of health coaching programs designed to get your health back. Darlene practices the technology of EAV testing to measure the health of your organs and rebalance your system through natural medicine. Darlene applies Aromatouch and other essential oil treatments for illness, pain, and anxiety. Darlene offers botanically-based anti-aging skin care for men and women, acne teens and sensitive babies, and non-surgical facelifts and body sculpting. Find more services for your nutritional, wellness, and beauty needs with Darlene Godwin, health coach at EAVTesting.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Listening to Happy and Healthy Living. If you have a question or a comment about today's show, please call in to 1 866 472 5792. Again, that's 1 866 472 5792. Now, back to Happy and Healthy Living with Darlene Godwin. Welcome back to Happy and Healthy Living with Darlene Godwin. I'm Darlene Godwin, and today we are talking about. Protein and the importance of protein for both meat eaters and non-meat eaters. And we were at the point of talking about amino acids. Every 
um, protein in the body is made up of different amino acids, and each one of them has a job to do in the body. And so tryptophan was one of those that we were discussing. We were discussing how to pair uh, different tryptophan foods because tryptophan is in competition with all the other amino acids to get to that blood-brain barrier. So tryptophan, the... To, to, to pair up these foods, you're combating depression, anxiety, irritability, stress, behavioral problems, um, premenstrual syndrome, as well as binge, aging of, binge eating of the carbs. So how you pair that up to get the best absorption or transportation of the tryptophan is to pair these foods. So taking nuts and seeds or having a turkey or a Chicken paired with cheese can be very helpful to getting that double portion there. And any type of game, like in, or lamb, beef, or pork, you can pair up with beans or lentils. Um, fish is another one. You can take that boiled egg and chop that up and put it in your tuna fish. Or you can throw in some pumpkin seeds in your tuna fish. Or you can stuff fish, if you're having a whole filet, you can stuff it with shellfish. Shellfish is another great source of the tryptophan. Um, And if you have, um, if you're eating a health bar, like a rolled oat health bar, it's important for you to make sure that there are nuts and seeds in that so you can get that good transport of the tryptophan in there. Or if you're having a bowl of chili, throwing some some meats in there. Um, And also... Again, eating your whole eggs and eating the eggs with a meat would also be very important and helpful in transporting that tryptophan. Uh, there also, you can get better absorption of it if you're eating it with a carbohydrate, and that helps you get more tryptophan get into the brain. Now, I'm not talking about wheat products when I say carbohydrates. I'm talking about fruits and vegetables. Like you can take a leafy green and add it with tofu or put seeds in a salad or have almond butter and a banana or quinoa with pumpkin seeds or nuts. And those are your carbohydrates. You can also um, take tryptophan supplements too. Tryptophan has been banned in some countries because back in the late 80s, early 90s, there was a problem with not the tryptophan itself. Um, It was actually the, it was a, uh, a contamination that happened in it. So, what it was in the 80s and 90s, they had a disease called Isenophilia mylasia syndrome, and subsequently all tryptophan supplements were recalled uh, by the FDA, and it was later found that the disease was not caused by the tryptophan itself, but because of the supplement had been contaminated. Um, today, those errors have been um, corrected and tryptophan supplements are, you know, still on the market. But if you're pregnant or breastfeeding, it's always important to talk to your doctor and make sure that that is safe for you. The one thing I do in my practice to get the tryptophan is in there is called 5-HTP. 
and, and other countries are doing this because it has been banned because of that contamination that happened. Um, and it's a much safer alternative for, tr- for treating depression without the side effects of the SSRI drugs. So what I use is a 5-HTP spray, and you just simply spray it under the tongue. You wait one to three minutes, and then you swallow it. And then within a few minutes, guaranteed, you're getting ready to go to bed because it does just relax the mind and the body. The third um, amino acids I want to talk about is L-theranine. That, of course, is an essential amino acid, and it, it, um, it's, for the, it's for the role of the immune system. The thymus, which is above the ears, is a tiny gland which educates T cells to recognize infectious microorganisms and cancer cells. Uh, the central nervous system uses theranine to make a sedative amino acid called glycine, which helps mitigate the brain chemistry that contributes to hyperactivity and difficult personality. So remember, it's a sedative. It helps you calm. That's what the glycine does. And it can make it turn into the theranine. Theranine, um, our bodies cannot synthesize it from the amino acids, so we must get theranine from food. That's what makes them essential. And the body can convert theranine into the amino acid, that gliacin I was telling you about, the calming, that, that calms the nervous system, and serine, which um, can excite the central nervous system. The foods um, that are abundant in theranine is actually seal and whale has an abundance of it. So if you're an Eskimo, most likely you are calm and happy. But here in the United States, we don't really uh, ingest seal or whale, but there are other alternatives, I promise. Spirulina, again, is another one that had that tryptophan amino acid in it. Seeds and beans and legumes are other theranine foods. Um, that will will help you as well, and animal meats. The egg white has the theranine in it. So once again, here we go with the eggs. So important to keep that intact so that you can get the tryptophan, which helps you with the mood, the depression and anger, and the theranine, which helps with the calming and the lifting of the mood. mood. So that's what you know makes that a complete protein if we keep it intact. Uh, sesame seeds, um, in the seeds group, that's another great one. Uh, fried pork skin has it, and canned salmon, Parmesan cheese, a non-GMO, um, edamon, otherwise known as soybean, fried bacon, chicken breast, lamb, turkey, pumpkin seeds, kidney beans. They are all great sources of the theranine foods that help keep you calm. So um, most of the essential amino acids, theranine is required in greater amounts for our growing bodies. So during the first years of our life, the thymus is extremely active and programming the T cells to fight infection during those first years. So the theranine in the diet during this time is really essential for normal immune function. 
So infants up to four months of age may need uh, about 150 milligrams for every kilogram of body weight they have. In other words, if an infant is seven pounds, it might need 450 milligrams of theranine a day. Um, Adult, on the other hand, weighing about 220 pounds would need about 33 times more than the infant. It'll need 1,500 milligrams of theranine. So to give you an idea in your food how much theranine you would need, it's really one serving of meat or one and a half servings of beans. And the adult... Even though, I mean, he's three times as much of theranine, even though the infant, despite its weight, is 33 times as much as it weighs more than the baby, um, that's about how much you would need. Children and teens also would need more protein in their diet to get that theranine because they're also growing. Those are those growing years for them. A theranine deficiency is very, very rare, but it can occur especially people who decide to go for a vegan diet because they're not including enough beans, peas, or seeds. So it's really important if you are vegan to get enough of those beans, peas, and seeds in your diet and pairing them up. And we'll talk more about the incomplete proteins and how to pair them up. The first signs to watch for when you're dealing with theranine deficiency is severe or sudden mood swings with frequent irritability or what they now um, have coined this word, leaky gut syndrome. It's due to the importance of the theranine in making the mucous membrane of the intestinal walls and prevents the absorption of incomplete digested uh, allergy-provoking proteins from getting into the bloodstream. So what happens is if you don't have enough theranine in your body, the intestinal wall, the mucous membrane, begins to deteriorate, and that can cause a leaky gut syndrome or any type of IBS, um, you know, the irritable bowel syndrome, diverticulitis, even celiac as well. I want to touch a little bit on calcium supplements because they can break down this mucous membrane as well in the intestinal wall. So you're better off um, getting your calcium from food like your leafy greens, like your broccoli and your kale and your collard greens, rather than taking calcium supplements. So if you have noticed um, an increase in any type of digestive issues or diseases since you've been taking calcium supplements, I would probably strongly recommend just declining on the calcium supplements, getting more sunshine, and eating more of your leafy greens. The, um, only the L, the capital L and then the hyphen theranine is, occurs in, natu- in nature naturally. And the only L form of theranine should be used in nutritional supplements. So the L theranine is available in 500 milligram capsules. Up to three capsules a day may be taken when theranine supplements is needed in your diet. The body also needs magnesium vitamin B6, and niacin. That niacin is your B3 vitamin uh, to make the enzymes that are needed to use, to use the, the theranine to make proteins and to create a non-essential amino acid such as the 
glycine and the serine. Remember, the glycine is your calming and the serine is your uplifting amino acid. So if you're going to take or have to take the L, the L-thionine, um, it is very important to take it with magnesium, vitamin B6, and that niacin, that B3 um, vitamin as well. So what thyronine can do um, is give you more sound sleep. But it's not everyone's sleep aid. If you are a person that has food allergies or react to foods like celiac disease, this will actually help rebuild the lining of the intestinal wall and make that mucosis coating uh, for you and prevents the absorption of those toxics from the food getting into your bloodstream. And some effects have been that if you take 500 to 1,000 milligrams of the theranine a day, um, this will actually help you with your sleep. And it takes about a few weeks for it to, to kick in. So if you have sleep disorders associated with the celiac disease or food allergies or food sensitivities, this would be a... Um, a great amino acid to take during that recovery time. I'm going to talk more about theranine in a moment. We're going to take a pause right now, and I will see you in two and two. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Darlene Godwin has everything you need for nutrition, wellness, and beauty at eavtesting.com. It's time to live the happy and healthy life you deserve. Darlene offers food and lifestyle evaluations, nutritional counseling, and a variety of health coaching programs designed to get your health back. Darlene practices the technology of EAV testing to measure the health of your organs and rebalance your system through natural medicine. Darlene applies AromaTouch and other essential oil treatments for illness, pain, and anxiety. Darlene offers botanically-based anti-aging skin care for men and women, acne teens and sensitive babies, and non-surgical facelifts and body sculpts. Find more services for your nutritional, wellness, and beauty needs with Darlene Godwin, health coach at eavtesting.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for the keywords voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for voice America. Listening to Happy and Healthy Living. If you have a question or a comment about today's show, please call in to 1 866 472 5792. Again, that's 1 866 472 5792. Now, back to Happy and Healthy Living with Darlene Godwin. Welcome back to Happy and Healthy Living with Darlene Godwin. I'm Darlene Godwin, and today we are wrapping up our show with the subject of protein, the importance of protein for both vegans and non-vegans. Now, I went into what proteins were. They're made up of amino acids, and I was touching upon three different amino acids. And we are at our third one called theranine. Um, 
and we were relating this to people who have celiac disease uh, along with sleep disorders and depression. Now, I had said that you could take 500 to 1,000 milligrams um, to help with this the sleep part of dealing with celiac disease because the the gut and the the brain and what goes on is is always connected. So it's really important that um, you're clearing up the gut at the same time you're getting the proper rest. So depression is actually associated with the leaky gut um, that has the symptoms of the celiac disease or any food allergies or sensitivities. So diet is really, really important. And enhancing the mucosis layer in that while you're repairing that, you should never be on calcium pills because calcium uh, supplements actually tear down the mucus wall. So if you're dealing with any type of digestive disorders, you want to stay away from the calcium pills, uh, get some theranine amino acids back into your system so you can start rebuilding uh, the the um, mucosis layer. So with that one, it's 200 to 400 milligrams of serenine daily for the celiac patient uh, to prevent symptoms caused by the accidentally consuming wheat products. I don't want you to think that if you're taking 2,000 to 400 milligrams um, of the, the theranine to help with the actual celiac disease other than the 500 to 1,000 that you're helping yourself with sleep, don't think that you can just go and eat wheat products after that. It's mainly to help rebuild the system and prevent any terrible symptoms if you accidentally ingest it or if you have an occasion like um, a birthday party and you wanted to have some cake even though you know you're going to have some problems later. It just makes the symptoms less uh, worse than it would be. Or if you're at church and you're having a communion wafer, um, it doesn't allow for any upsets with that. Also, let's see. For the celiac patient, um, buckwheat is a wonderful, and we had said that buckwheat is actually not a wheat, it's a berry. Um, buckwheat flour or buckwheat cereals, you shouldn't have any problems because there's no gluten in it whatsoever. It's a berry, and it's not considered a grain, and it's a good source of the theranine. It is also a good source of the cysteine, the methanine, and the lysine amino acids which are usually uh, deficient in grains. So this is actually a better option than grains because grains in general are just so stripped of everything. So buckwheat actually contains all of the essential amino acids as well as magnesium, manganese, quercetin, and rutin, um, and also has four times more fiber than wheat. So wonderful uh, backup is buckwheat. The only thing you want to be careful of is the sorba noodles that are made from buckwheat. Read your ingredients because sometimes that can contain wheat products as well in it. So read your labels. Uh, kasha, which is made from buckwheat, is also a wonderful source of the theranine and celiac friendly. The buckwheat uh, grouts in kasha in the United States are, are cut usually very, very uh, small. So when you're boiling them to make porridge, it tends to have a mushy. 
So what you might want to do to avoid that mushiness is actually toasting the grouts before you boil them. So that's just a little cooking tip there. Just don't indulge in um, a product called Bellini. Uh, These are tiny little pancakes that are served with caviar. Uh, They actually have wheat flour in it, and so they have that so the buckwheat will rise. Uh, So you want to stay away from that. The other great thing about Theranine is for people who have spasmatic muscle movement, these are people who have MS um, issues, and what that does, it doesn't eliminate the spasmatic muscle movements, but it does help to decrease it. So that's something maybe you'd want to talk to your physician about because the more information uh, we provide for our physicians, the more useful Uh, this becomes for other people that have the same medical condition as well. The um, building muscle tissue, I'm not a personal trainer. I hope to be next year. Uh, That's another venture I'm taking. But I wanted to talk a little bit about how much protein a person actually needs, and that really depends upon a lot of things. It depends on age and size um, and activity levels of a person with, without the deficiencies from other illnesses or stresses. Keep that in mind. So the standard today of taking in protein um, is estimated by your body weight, and you multiply that by 0.37. So what the daily recommendation is, the RDA, they're saying men need about 56 grams of protein per day. Women need about 46 grams. But if you're pregnant or nursing, you need 71 grams. You need a lot more because this is the growing stage of the fetus. Um, And also active adults often benefit from more, uh, more, more grams of protein per day as well as do growing children. They may need more. What also depends upon the intake of protein is your metabolic type. Um, Some people are more meat eaters and some people are more grain eaters. So the protein type is the person that is categorized as doing very well on a diet that includes plenty of high-density, high-fat animal sources of protein. They also tend to tolerate fats and oils and dairy sources very well. It's especially important for uh, protein types to include a significant amount of protein at every single meal um, and to closely monitor how they feel after consumption of carbohydrates like grains and vegetables and fruits, especially carbohydrates that are high in sugar and starches. These are your wheat products. Usually blood type O's are really great at processing and metabolizing protein, but they do very poorly with grains and sugars and starches. So that's something to just be mindful of to kind of figure out in your diet which is best for you. The carbohydrate type obviously does much better with carbohydrates. They do better with low fat, relatively low protein diets, Uh, with liberal amounts of carbohydrates in the form of vegetables, fruits, and whole grains. The best protein source for this metabolic type is um, commonly leaner uh, sources of meat, such as 
seafood or poultry. And they also try to stick to low-fat dairy products. And then there's a third metabolical type, which is just the mixed type. Some people find themselves to be a mixed person between protein type and the carbohydrate type. They would be considered, um, they would need to eat a mixture of both protein type foods and carbohydrates. And they need to consume relatively equal ratios of, of, of proteins, fats, and carbohydrates. They also need to eat a mixture of high-fat proteins and low-fat proteins. So they get a good portion of both sides of that. The same applies to all of the other foods contained on the the protein type and the carbohydrate type, including they would eat grains and legumes and vegetables, as uh, fruits and vegetables as well. So depending upon your activity, your age, um, and whether your metabolical type depends upon how much protein you need to get into your body. Uh, let's see. Unfortunately, we're running out of time. I'll try to get to this really, really quickly. Um, I think what we'll have to do is actually next week continue on with proteins and talk about the complete and incomplete proteins for the vegans um, and discuss a little bit more about some deficiencies with there. I hope today you have enjoyed our show and have learned a little bit something about protein and will incorporate more of it into your life. I look forward to speaking again next week. Enjoy the rest of your week. Have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to Happy and Healthy Living. Please be sure to join Darlene Godwin for another program next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We'll talk again next week.